So we're continuing with Hashem's help, Sicha Saran Ayin Hey, the 75th lesson in this incredible, remarkable Sefer. And if you remember, this teaching is the primary teaching on Sicha Saran about Tefillah. Even though there are many teachings in Sicha Saran that relate to the concept of prayer and Tefillah, offering us words of advice and guidance and perspective in terms of how we should approach this experience of davening, which is so fundamental to the experience of being a Jew, being a, being a person that's connected to Hashem, serving Hashem. But this particular sicha, sicha ayin hey, is like the headquarters of it. Over here we have a collection of a great many important perspectives and details and teachings to help us connect to tefillah in a healthy way, in a God-conscious way, and um, with a certain sense of broad-mindedness and perspective. And so we jump back into this Sicha, which we began before Shavuos. And the Tzaddik says like this, Ki kal echad vi echad. He says, certainly, each and every person, each of us know the things that we struggle with, the things by which we are challenged. The lowliness that we sometimes fall into. Not in a sense of feeling like we have no self-worth or that we don't have value, but to be real, with the degree to which the lower forces of our experience, be they spiritual, the nefesh or physiological, just the nature of being a human being with certain tendencies and drives, being it emotional, psychological, things from the past, and behavioral patterns that are ingrained within oneself or inherited from this, the, the, the person's circumstances or surroundings, atmosphere, Whatever it is, but a person knows chisusai, not their lowliness, but their lower element, the element within themselves that knows what it means to live a life detached, disconnected from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So yeah, every person is aware of that, hopefully. Right? It's an avayda also just to be aware of that. But hopefully we're aware that we have that element within us. So accordingly, Ra'ilay Ladas he says it's fitting for a person to be aware that there's a part of us that's so distant from tefillah, that's so distant from this incredible possibility of connecting to Hashem with dibor, with speech, like one would speak to a friend, to speak to the Ein Sof, to the, to the all-pervading, infinite, uh, um, imminent and transcendent being, this power, this koach, we call the Ein Sof, the infinite one, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. If a person, Lahavdil, would have the opportunity of going to speak to the king, right over here we have a king in the UK, to go to speak to, to, uh, to, to um, a, ro- a member of, of royalty, how much a person would feel, wow, this is like a really special thing and we'd get all dressed up and prepared and we'd have to learn what the proper etiquette is and so on and so forth. Over here we're speaking about the, the, the Melech Malchi Amlachim, the King of Kings. Hamamlech Melachim, the one that gives royalty to those who we deem as being royal. So how distant we are from this thing called tefillah. That we're so incredibly distant. Because tefillah, says the Rebbe, is so great. It's extremely, exceedingly great. And here he says four very challenging words, which Ezzet Hashem will spend the bulk of this year delving into, which is also good post Shavuos. Usually what we're learning relates to the time that we find ourselves in in the calendar. And this teaching is no exception. It's going to relate to Shavuos as well. He says it's even higher than learning Torah. Which to anybody who was educated in you know, the Torah institution has to feel a natural um, pushback against that inside. Like there's nothing greater than learning. Talmud Torah Kenegad Kulam. What does this mean? That tefillah is higher than, than learning? What does that mean? And we're going we're gonna to look at Rabbi Nassim Al-Lukuti Al-Lachus who qualifies this statement and we're going to learn about three types of tefillah and what aspect is there in which, in which davening can be on par with or perhaps even more um, specifically focused then Lima Torah can possibly become. And we're going to learn about that. But the Rebbe says that tefillah is such, a, such an elevated thing, such a lofty thing. 
So how should a person begin with the assumption that tefillah should be something that comes easy or that tefillah should be something that we're able to engage in uninterrupted? Again, this is a continuation of what we had learned in the previous year about how frequently we experience distractions during tefillah, confusions during tefillah, how frustrated we become that we're not able to daven from beginning of davening all the way to the end of davening with kavana, or that even within one segment we would love to have kavana and it's so difficult. Says Rabbi Nachman, you have to know what you're dealing with. You have to adjust your expectations vis-a-vis just what tefillah is. It's gavaya ma'ayid ma'ayid. Chazal tell us that there's a davar ha'aymeid berumai shal'aylam. This is the Lashon of Chazal. It's a thing that stands at the apex of the world, the, the highest possible experience in creation. And the Mepharshim explained that that's a reference to tefillah. Tefillah is a davar ha'aymeid berumai shal'aylam. And the, and the Gemara continues to be adam mezalzulam But people don't take it so seriously. They don't understand what it is. They don't understand what it is, what a person merits when they're engaged in this human behavior, this uniquely human behavior of tefillah. Which the Me'ashilach says. Animals also, you know, they, they, they ask Hashem for their prey, but not like a ben Adam. Not like a, not like a ben Adam. To be able to dive into Hashem with consciousness that we need what we that, that whatever we have, we have from HaKadosh Baruch who grants us all of our needs. That's something that's uniquely human. Animals don't have the consciousness of, of something beyond themselves. They don't wonder at the stars. They don't contemplate the mysteries of the universe. This is something that is unique to humans and finds itself aligned with the uniquely human capacity for complex communication, for speech. And so when we're able to merge the two, that's the most human moment there is. That's the most human moment there is. How uniquely human we are when we stand up to daven. Not to read liturgy off of papers, pages, but to stand and communicate with Hashem with awareness. With what's called yiras shamayim. Not fear of heaven. Yiras is awe. To be overwhelmed with awe. Like a person would be when they stand before one of the great wonders of the of the universe. To be overwhelmed by a sense of amazement. To be overwhelmed, Mamish. And to be able to see ourselves from a larger perspective. To contextualize our personalities. And to see that there's more to life than just this moment and me right now. It's a bigger picture. There is a being that's presiding over this, this moving picture, this movie. That we live within that we think is, is, is real, is reality. But it's, it's really not. It, it, it's really all there to help us to begin to relate to the being that stands behind the, quote-unquote, this illusion, who brought all of this into being so that maybe we can be privileged enough to be conscious of him. That's the whole tachlis. That's the whole purpose of being a human being. That's the whole purpose of life to come to that awareness. So he says, tefillah, there's nothing higher. It's a davar amid beruma shalaylam, but people just write it off. They don't appreciate what this is. It's a wonder. It's a wonder. When we stand in tefillah, it's not just a, a daily obligation, something we need to do three times a day. It's literally the fulfillment of the purpose for which we were brought into existence. It's such a high thing. Why would a person have the expectation that we should, uh, you know, do do this perfectly? It, it's it's such a, it's such a lofty thing to do. Perfectly, we can't aim for perfection. Says the Rebbe. Therefore, Al came. Therefore, once we adjust our expectations, Allah lasses es shaloi. Right. So then, like we had in a previous year, that was the title. You do you. Right? You do what you can. Just to begin, simply saying the words of tefillah. No big kavanas. We had this last time. You become the kavana in the tefillah. If you bring your ruach, your nefesh, your neshama, if you bring all parts of you into the tefillah with your, with your animated spirit, you become the Kabbalistic intention like we had learned from the Ma'ar Shemesh. But Al-Kapanim, you start with simplicity. Awareness of what tefillah is. You're coming to daven to Hashem. It's the highest thing in the world. But s- simply, you do what you can do. Very simple. That big, big hasagas and kavanas. 
Adoyin Oilam, master of the world, Asher Malach, who reigned, v'chulu, and, and carry on, just like that. And like we have learned, v'yata oznei mashu oimer, a person should listen with his ears to the words that are coming out of our mouth, and to try to constrict or to focus our thoughts very, very, very much. Do what you can. To try to keep your thoughts and my thoughts, all of us, focused on the words that are coming out of our mouths when we daven. All of our thoughts should be focused on the words of the tefillah. Simple meaning of the words like we learned. Tmimah subshitas. And a person should daven even without any great feelings of, of inspiration. Just, that's a bonus. If it comes, it's, it's great. But tefillah is a very lofty thing. Just to be there is a schus. Just to be there. And that should be enough for us. Just to be there. We start with simplicity. Just a few words. A few pages. If this is how we come into tefillah and this is how we begin, says the Rebbe, then eventually you'll start to feel it. But we don't come into tefillah with this high bar of this expectation. This is how tefillah needs to look. And if I don't feel it in the first two brachas of Birch HaShachar, so I'm out. And then I start beating myself up and then I give up and I say, forget it, this tefillah is finished. And then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll catch a mincha, you know, and, and, and daven properly. No. Says the Rebbe, our level of expectation, I'm going in with Tmimah Samshitas. Tvila is a very high thing. It's the actualization of the zenith, the pinnacle of human potential. That's a very lofty thing. Every time we dive in, literally in that moment, it's clear, clear, clear that there's a Hashem in the world and I am using my experience of space in this place and time to be aware of you, Hashem, in an overt manner, to relate to you, to use my human functionality of communication, which is an, al- which is an element and an aspect of what it means that the human being is created with selim elokim, which animals are not. We're created with selim elokim because Hashem is communicative, and so are we. And in so doing and activating this facet of our functionality, this capacity that we uniquely have, we are binding ourselves with the divine, which of course is the implication of the word tefillah. Tefillah, melashin tefillin. Tefillin means to bind. Naftuli alikim neftalti means to bind. And that's what tefillah is. We become bound with the Ein Sof. Says the Rebbe, start simple. Word by word, be happy to be there. Be humble to be there. It's mamash a privilege to be there. Come to shul. Hashem, I don't come with all my demands and my expectations. I'm just so glad to be here. What a privilege. What a privilege that I'm not wasting my life in this world. What a privilege that I'm not walking like an animal with his head down on all fours, eating the, eating the, the dirt of the ground. What a privilege. I'm, I'm maximizing my human potential. That's why we stand up as human beings. No animal stands up like this. On two legs standing up. Only fish and snakes but I, I, you know, don't stand on all, on all fours. Any animal that has four legs walks on all fours. But the human being stands up straight, we bridge heaven and earth. We're able to lift our head, our face up. We, we, we realize that there's more to life than just this moment and this animalistic instinct of just chasing prey and living within nature. We, we can change nature. We can create a new world order. We can move the world along. We can upgrade what the world is. This, all this is, is the human being. What a privilege. And all this is encapsulated in tefillah. So you walk in and you say, wow, what a schus. What a schus that I'm, that I'm of those that are meriting to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, in such a deep way. To connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in such a deep way. Sorry, I'm just reconnecting the, uh, the video. Okay. So this, this, this is what tefillah is. So we continue. We have learned that Rabbi Nachman says this Lushan, difficult thing, which seems strange to see this or to read this. These four words. Learning Torah can in some way be lesser than davening. How does that work? What does that mean? So let's take a look at this piece from Lekut Yalachas. Next week we'll continue with this piece from Sichas Ran, which like I said is a bit lengthy and there's a lot there in every line. 
all focused on tefillah. But here we learn from Reb Nassim and Likutei Halachas, Hilchas Rosh Chodesh. And the Tzaddik says like this, Ki yeshnei There are two aspects of tefillah. Really, we're going to see that there are three, but there's two major categories, the first of which splits into two divisions, and we're going to get into these now. Okay, so as you'll see in these paragraphs, you'll see that there's three bolded statements. Here's the first one, here's the second one, and here's the third one. Each of them is going to be a new stage in understanding three different kinds of tefillah, which helps us understand what's the possibility that we have in relating to Hashem, and which of these kinds of tefillah may rightly be understood as higher than Liman Atayra, which is a, a, a pretty radical statement. Says Rav Nassim like this, Ki yeshnei there are two broad categories of prayer. He says there's one kind of tefillah which is lower than the taira and contingent on the taira. It's tefillah secondary to the Torah. But there's another kind of tefillah which is going to be category number three. We'll see at the end of this piece. It is literally one with the Torah. And in a certain sense, it's even higher than the Torah. So let's develop this slowly but surely. This is category number one and the first stage within category number one of which there are two stages that we'll explore now together and then we'll see the second category of tefillah. So the first is Simply put, there's a tefillah that we use to daven for our physical, practical needs. To make a livelihood, ubanim, children, everything that, 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 that's involved in that, v'chayim, just life, or a fuwa, healing, if healing is necessary. Zois ha-tefillah And this kind of tefillah, he says, is, is called, by the, by, the, by the label, by the title, chaye which means transient living. The reason being that the tefillah is focused on aspects or facets of our fleeting lives as human beings in this world. And so the tefillah, the content of the tefillah, the topics covered and what we're dominating for, the objectives relate to our humanity, to our being in this world, our physical, practical needs, which are related to the body, which is fleeting, which is transient, it's not forever. Well, this kind of tefillah, he says, is below limar and is secondary to the tefillah. He says, certainly a person that literally just has in mind his physical needs, and has no greater intentionality when davening other than I have these needs, I perceive a lack in these areas of my life, and I, I need them. And my hishtablos, part of my hishtablos is tefillah, is to daven to the one who can give me what I need. See, so as a person that has that in mind, without any broader kind of focus, that Hashem should just give him healthy children, life, years, and parnasa, simply simply to satisfy his personal need for gratification, physical gratification, or to satisfy his needs. He says, he says, this is, this is not the pinnacle of tefillah before Hashem. Now again, you have to temper this with what we have learned in Sicha Saran previously, or I think we will learn, that Hashem takes pleasure in every word of tefillah, irrespective of what kind of tefillah it is, and that we could turn to Hashem and should turn to Hashem for everything in life, even a, a ripped shoe nail, a torn uh, a shoe... No, there's no such thing as a shoe nail. A shoelace, a torn shoelace, right? That Rabbi Nachman told him, this also you got to dab in Hashem about. Right? Gotta daven to Hashem about a, a, a torn shoelace. So Hashem wants that we should daven about everything. It doesn't mean that uh, Hashem couldn't care less about that kind of tefillah. No, it's precious to Hashem. But in relation to higher dargas, higher levels of tefillah, which we're going to develop, this is the lowest of those three. Relationally, meaning in a contrast to the higher degrees of tefillah, 
This is called a tefillah ra. This is not a very high level of tefillah. The Gemara tells us that even a person that's, that's in the middle of stealing, right? So he'll also pray to Hashem that he shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't get caught. That's, we, I think all of us can agree that, that that's not the highest kind of tefillah that there is, right? In a certain sense, it's very deep. You know, even the ganav, it's true, right? But in terms of the content of tefillah, we would say there are holier tefillahs than davening that one shouldn't get caught while doing an avera. That there, there are higher levels of tefillah than that, right? Kizayah du avener b'chush, says Rav why? Because everybody sees that to focus our time and our concern and our consideration on a fleeting world, he says that's, that's foolish. Kizayah du avener b'chush, shekali mecheinu hevel. Yeshlam HaMalach already taught that this world is absurd and this world is ultimately futile in and of itself. Just meaning to focus on this world as this world is, is surely futile. And life passes so quickly. And what's left from a per, for a person from all of his this worldly toil and struggle? Right? And if a person would gather all, all the money you know, in the world, like the Moisi, Kacha called the Pusik says, we don't take anything with us. And a person doesn't take with him to the next world any of this worldly toil. That is for the purpose of this worldly toil itself. It's foolish. It's foolish. We can, in this lifetime, build for ourselves magnificent eternal structures, and instead we should become wrapped up in this, the, 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 the nature of this hallway, of this prasdar. It's foolish. If a person is not constantly focused on the tachlis amiti, what is life? Not to get caught up in the, in the nitty-gritty details of the nature of being human, but why we are human in the first place. To focus on this question, why is he alive? Why are we alive? So he says, therefore, or you can also read Lama Lechaim. So if a person is not focused on the Tachlis, so what does he need life for? Lama Lechaim. I think that's a more accurate way of reading it. Lama Lechaim. What's life all about? Not to get caught up in the distraction of life, but to keep our eye on the ball and to live lives of depth, to live lives of broad mindedness, to live lives of consciousness. Not to just be led along by the nose. So he therefore says, How much pride can Hashem get? Even though Hashem certainly has pride that the person is turning to Hashem, there's latent amuna there, there's mitzvah sasei Araisa there, it's, it's all wonderful. But on the pride you know, graph, like how much pride is Hashem getting? For a person who's only focused on this worldliness for his own personal gratification, and that's what that person's intention is in coming to Hashem to ask for this worldly things. Just so that he can be gratified, and then all of it amounts to nothing at the end. So, what's the point in that? Hashem knows and understands that everything that this person is davening for, Hashem, please help me have all these. You know, tens of thousands of dollars so I can make a super lavish wedding so that I can, I can, you know, things that are just beyond the pale of what's even good for the person. How does Hashem have nachas from that? He says, even if this person is going to be successful and Hashem's going to give this person all the funds that the person is davening for and success in, in Parnassah and all the deals are going through and, and everything's working out, if the person's going to use the money in a negative way to reinforce the distraction of life and to get further entrenched in physicality to the point that the person will further be blinded as to the true spiritual nature of life and the reality that we don't have a soul, we are souls. We are souls that are functioning within physical bodies for the purpose of lifting up the human experience and lifting up and sanctifying the human condition. And perceiving all of life as a revelation of Hashem, not as chas v'shalom, shutting Hashem out. See, he says that that's, that's not the kind of tefillah that we're talking about. 
that's only for the sole purpose of the body, without kiyam hatayra, without davening for the purpose of using all of this stuff that we're davening for to be able to serve Hashem better, which is going to be category number two within the main category, but it's sif base, as we're going to see in a minute. Bevade in a tevaklal. This is this is not the level that we're trying to strive for. This is not good. And I'm not saying it, to translate it literally. It goes so far as to say there is no good in this. This is not a good tefillah at all. I'm being a little bit more kind. I'm saying you know it's it's not the best. But I'm not saying it's saying it's mamish. It's not good. It's ain a tevaklal. We need to do better than that. We need to be educated as to the higher degrees of possibility that exists within tefillah. And the Zar Kaddish speaks very, very, very strongly about this kind of tefillah. And crazily enough, again, it's hard to understand. And we always have to temper this again, which is Bechinas Ratzai, Rabbi is trying to push us to the next level. We shouldn't be heartbroken over this. You know, that's also important. There's Shoiv also. You know, Hashem has Nachas, even from our tefillahs about this world, even if we're not dominating with consciousness, we have to always balance, always balance everything, right? Or Nussan's intention here is not to make us feel bad. It's to make us feel so amazing about the potential levels that we could reach. So it's to lift our sights and not to push us down. But the Zohar Kaddish says so dramatically, he likens this kind of tefillah literally to dogs. Mamish to a dog, like an animal. Tzav chinkin He likens these people... He says this in the context of Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah is really supposed to be about so much more than our personal needs. You know, just to daven to Hashem for our personal success this coming year. It's, it's about the malchus of Hashem. You know, etc. It's all about Hashem's malchus. So the Zohar Kaddish says if people spend their Rosh Hashanah davening just for their own, you know, physical gratification in their own selves, it's like dogs that cry out, that bark, have, have, have. It's like a, the sound that dogs make. What does have mean? Have in Aramaic means to give. To give. And so he says, this is what dogs say. Have, have, have means what they're really saying is just give, 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 give. And the whole focus is on taking and not on giving back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is why Hashem brought us into the world. Another element of Selim Elohim means that just like Hashem is a giver, He gave us the capacity to give back. He gave us the capacity to give back, to consciously give of ourselves. Altruism is another human capacity. So we don't want to be like this. Havlan chaye, havlan mazayna. Hagodesh Baruch give me life, give me, give me food. You know, even though it's still tefillah, it's, it's a high thing. I could think of many worse things to be spending our time with. But he says this is not the ultimate. Ve'ein la Hashem is Baruch nachas mitfilah kazayis. Hagodesh Baruch does not have pleasure from this kind of tefillah. Shilat tzarech yagov, which is just for the the physical body. Okay, so that's that's category number one of tefillah. Now, within this category is still a kind of tefillah that relates to our this-worldly needs and the things that a person feels in life that we lack and we want to we, we have those things and we want to have chas v'shalom illness removed and, and, and we want that our debts should be taken care of, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us the capacity to achieve financial stability and, and, and we can daven for a, a, a great plethora of things that are troubling us physically that relate to our this-worldly existence but the Rebbe says we can do so with a deeper intention. Reb Nassim says that we can focus all of that within the context of Torah. And this is an attainable level of tefillah. This is something that we can all access. And Reb Nassim tells us we absolutely should be striving to access this kind of tefillah. What is it? The whole context of our tefillah, even though it might be davening for the same thing as the guy next to us, who's in the first side of the first category, who's just davening for, you know, financial stability because he doesn't want daigas, he doesn't want to have worry on his head or anxiety about what the future holds. And this person is davening for the same thing. But the context within which that tefillah rises to Shemayim 
is a context of avodas Hashem. Hashem, I want to achieve financial stability, but not just to, so that I can go on vacation, but so that I can pay full tuition for my for my children in in their schools. That I could have the schus of supporting their limanatar. That I could, I could be able to give tzedakah properly, like I yearn to be in position to do. That's so a whole different feeling. Even though it's the, it's the same thing as the kind of tefillah that we're talking about here because you're dominating for the same stuff. It's a whole different tefillah. He's still davening for all the basic physical things, by the way, which are all brachas in Shemana Esrei. All the brachas in Shemana Esrei. Right? Practically. Outside of the, the brachas for tefillah and the brachas for really geula could go either way. But outside of that, it's all rifa'inu, barichaleinu, valamoshinim. You know, all these, all these brachas are focused on physical well-being, practical, pragmatic, this-worldly well-being. So he says he's davening for all of these things. But the whole Kabbalah his entire intention is Kedeshi And this goes back to the story of our lives, to the story of the lost princess, where the viceroy asks for three things before he sets out. Right? These are important things. That a person needs intellectual well-being, financial well-being, physical health. These are things that we have every right to daven for. The question is, what's our motivation in davening for these things? And the difference between davening for the right motivation or davening, even though it's still tefillah and there's something good about that, but for the improper motivation is It's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. Because it really cuts to the root of what it means to be a Jew, what it means to be a human being. Why do we have these needs? For what purpose do we have these things to daven for? And we can choose to either utilize these needs as an opportunity for connection and fortification of why we are in this world. To daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hashem, I want to become more conscious of you. I want to be able to have the things that I need so that I can serve you in the best way. Or chas v'shalom, it can lead to the intensification of a physical orientation, of a, of a mindset that's focused on this world for the purpose of this world, which defeats the very purpose of tefillah. It's the anti-tefillah, tefillah. Even though it's still tefillah, but in a certain way, the content of that kind of tefillah runs absolutely contrary to the purpose of tefillah, which is to remind us that this world is fleeting and that we need Hashem for everything and that we're in this world and need things because we're supposed to let HaKadosh Baruch Hu into our lives by serving Him with the things that we have. So if we're not davening with this intention, then it's not just it's davening improperly. In a certain sense, the content of that tefillah is it's, it's like, a, like an, it's, it's an oxymoronic tefillah. It's a, contra- it's, a, it's a self-contradictory tefillah in a certain sense. Once we understand what tefillah is, is meant to be, to bring us into that kind of higher awareness. But he says, if a person davens in this, in this way, that we need things, and Hashem, my, my, my back is hurting me, and I'm finding it difficult to concentrate you know, during, during learning. I, I, I can't uh, serve you properly in whatever way. I can't do as much chesed as I was doing if a person is working for an organization where they're schlepping boxes, and now they, they have a physical ailment. So, sure, you daven for refuah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu help that I should find the right doctors. HaKadosh Baruch Hu help that, you know, that, that, that the medication should work. It should be effective for me, etc., etc. Because I want to serve you in the best possible way. Just those few extra words at the end contextualize the whole kind of davening and elevate it in a, in a, in a tremendous way. So much, so much more holy, so much more elevated our davening when we can daven with conscious focus of why it is that we're doubting what, what, what we're after if a person's kavana is in truth then you can't fake it either because that's, that's also easy it could just become lip service literally and could it just be okay you're saying to Hashem oh you know this is, this is what I'm davening for but it has to be for real and for this to be for real we need to cultivate this kind of consciousness all the time this kind of tachlis oriented focus. Why am I in this world? What is this world? Not to allow the world to fool me. So he says, when we can daven in such a way, wow, does a Kurdish Baruch who have, have such nachas from this? 
Ulakayim, right? Uh, uh, right? To, to, to be able to have... Um, to be able to have nachas from the way that we're davening, that we need things, physical things, but only so that we can channel it back to you. And this kind of tefillah is not about giving, it's really about taking. It's saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, help us help you, right? Not just help us. That's the first kind of tefillah, just help us, and that's it. Just It's focused on taking. Over here we're saying, help us, Shalom, so that we can then give to you. It's a giving-oriented tefillah. That's very deep. Says Rav Nassim, that's true. It's a very high kind of prayer. This kind of tefillah, even though it's distinct from the first kind of tefillah, it's still within this category of a kind of tefillah that is lower than the Torah. Secondary to the Torah. He says at the end of the day, it's a tefillah that relates to physical matters. So it's less direct. Even though it still gets toward Avodah Hashem, but it's davening for the things that will enable us to then serve Hashem. It's still um, secondary. Uh, what's the word? It relates to the setting of Avodah Hashem. It relates to the context of Avodah Hashem, not the content. And so it's still lower than the Torah, which is content-oriented. Learning, okay, well, how do I serve Hashem? Learning about tzedakah. Not just davening to Hashem that I should have the funds to then be able to give tzedakah. So it's still contextual as opposed to relating to the content of Avodah Hashem. It still relates to the setting as opposed to what takes place within the setting. Nimsa, he says, He says, still, the tefillah itself is, is like we said, it's nothing. Why is it that a person has a physical body, that today he's alive and tomorrow he's a corpse? We should all live long and happy until 120 years old. So he says, the whole purpose and the fact that the person has physical needs, again, is because of the Torah. Because there's a Torah to fulfill, and Hashem needed human beings to fulfill the Torah, and Hashem didn't give the Torah to angels. He wanted Dafka human beings serving Him from the physical world. Memela, we have a body. Memela, we experience life in a fragmented way, where some pieces are there and other pieces are missing, and all of us have a few screws loose, and all of us need, need things in our lives. We don't have you know, the, the, the whole thing worked out is still only because there's this thing called the Torah that Hashem wants us to live in this terrible uh, l- world of lack and limit for the purpose of, of, of serving Him from here and sending up a nachas ruach from here or making a dwelling place for Him, so to speak, here in the world of limit. Thus demonstrating the limitlessness of Hashem whose limitlessness is revealed in its ultimate extent by being so unlimited that he's able to manifest within limit as well. The capacity for limit within the limitless. That's the ultimate extent of the, of the unlimited, of the Ein Sof. And so Hashem wants us in this world being aware of Him. But that kind of tefillah, even though it's better than the first kind, it's still reliant on the Torah because it relates to a reality that's only possible because of the Torah. And again, it relates to the context, to the setting, as opposed to the actual content of Avodah Hashem. Nimsa, therefore, it's still secondary to the Torah. The main thing is the service of Hashem. Why are we davening? We're davening, give me the ability to go ahead, that I should have what it, what it takes and what I need, so that I should be in position to serve you. But it's still not a tefillah about serving Hashem. It's still a tefillah about the things that we need contextually to then be able to go ahead and serve Hashem. This still falls, even though, again, I want to make this clear, this is a good level. It's a very high madrega. Halavai, I should be on this madrega. You know, that, that all of my tefillahs for practical things that I need is only because I just want to serve Hashem and... and Halavai, halavai. This is a very high madriga. Says Rav this kind of tefillah, ideal as it may be, 
is still lower down than Tyra. And this is what we mean when we say Tyra is Tamatar Kanagakulam. There's really nothing on the level of Tyra, certainly not these two levels of Tfila. The Al Tfila Kazaisik Pidur But still, even about this kind of prayer, this Tfila, Chazawar Makbid, a person shouldn't spend so much time davening about this worldly things. Look at these people that are letting go of Chaye Oilam. They're forsaking eternal life and they are Oisik, they are involving themselves with Chaye with transient life. Even though, again, the person's whole intention in davening for things relating to his this worldly existence is to channel all of that to serving Hashem, even though that's true. Kya Iker, because the main kind of tefillah, and here we're getting into the home stretch here, the main kind of tefillah, hu chaye oilam, shehu is just the taira itself, which we're going to get to in the third paragraph here. Avalat tefillah kazois, but this kind of tefillah, bishvot tzarche aguf, is called chaye sha'a. It's just chaye sha'a. Transient life. But you need it. For the sake of being able to live a Torah life, a life of consciousness of Hashem, of connectivity with Hashem, of serving Hashem, we happen to need all these things. But that's not the main thing. The main thing is the Torah itself. Says Ramnasim, we should see to it, therefore, not to spend all of our time focusing on what is secondary, important as it may be, if we can spend time focusing on the actual thing for which we're asking Hashem to give us all the Gashmias so we can use it for the Ruchnias, says Ramnasan, beautiful. But imagine if we could focus on the Ruchnias itself. And that's what we're about to get to. Says Ramnasan, this kind of tefillah, tefillah, because I start Shmira Gedayla. This kind of tefillah, because it still relates to the physical, practical world, it's, it's very delicate. It's in a precipitous position. It's a big risk. Because it's very easy for the Yitzhara to creep in to, to such a tefillah. It's pointing downward. It could, it, could, it could descend down into the throes of physicality and become a tefillah that even though maybe we started with a good kavana that we should be able to have the funds for tzedakah, all of a sudden, the Yitzhara within manifests through this tefillah and, and, and our tefillah quickly becomes some, about something else. Because a person's focused on physical needs, of the body, even though the kavana is good, it becomes easy for the sitra for the, for the other side, for the kachadimim to creep in and to make him forget why it was that he was dominating for these things in the first place, and instead it becomes about luxury, and instead it becomes about comfort, and instead it becomes about status, and instead it becomes about this worldly, um, more egoic kinds of values which don't align with our true identity as sparks of, of divinity that are meant only to leap back into the torch of the divine. And that's, that's the, what the Yitzhahar can do. To cause the person really just to think about physical things. Which, like we said earlier, that's not the best kind of tefillah at all. It's not even a good kind of tefillah. That really tefillah, we should try to stay away from. That kind of, that kind of davening. The Alkain, therefore, Kishat tefillah shubachinaz malchusi babachinazu. Says Ramadan, when this tefillah is in this form, and tefillah is related, that getting to the depth of this, the sphere of Malchus, which is the aspect of tefillah, David HaMelech, who is all tefillah, say for Tehillim, tefillah la'ani kiyata, says David HaMelech, la'ani tefillah, David is tefillah, Malchus, David HaMelech, that's the sphere of Malchus, which is like the moon, which is reflecting the light of the sun, that getting to this now. So Azayi Babachinas Achar Va'achar. He says, then it's mamish like back to back, facing away from Hashem. It's connected to the Torah, but it's, it's not a clear connection to, to the Torah. It passes through the 
extraneous elements that are necessary for a Torah life, but it's not the thing itself. It's contextual. Right? And it protects itself, so to speak. And it needs to be very careful that it shouldn't get seized on by the external forces. It needs a lot of, of guarding. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're davening for physical things, even with the best of intentions. Even though it, it's, it's with the intention to serve Hashem better. Now here we come to the point. The second category of tefillah, which says Rav Nassim is on par with and even greater than Liman HaTayr. But the ultimate, ultimate tefillah that there is, he kisha adam mispalal rak al tzarchi nishmasai be'atzmai. This is a whole different thing. When a person davens not for the needs of the body alone, and not even for the needs of the body as it relates to helping the person serve Hashem, but just about the quality and the quantity of Avoidas Hashem itself. Da'inu shakol tefilaisav, that all of his tefilas is, liskois liyiris Hashem va'avidas yizbar Hashem, help me to serve you better. Not helping me that I should have all my needs met so that I can serve you better. That's still in the first category. Rebbeinu shalalam, help me serve you better. Help me become more conscious of you. Help me live life with more connectivity, with more awareness, with more sensitivity. Help I should have more kavana during davening. That I should be able to ex- extend the, the, the time that I learn. That I should learn with, with, with more focus and kavana. That I shouldn't be mavatal tar. Rebbe Shalom, help that I shouldn't speak lash and hara. Rebbe Shalom, help that I should protect my eyes. That I shouldn't look where I'm not supposed to look. Rebbe Shalom, help that I should be kinder to the person next to me. And so on. Whoa, says Rebbe This is a whole different category of tefillah. This is a tefillah that doesn't relate to the body at all. This is a tefillah that relates to the neshama. This is not a contextual tefillah that relates to the things that I need in place so that I can serve Hashem better, this is a tefillah that relates to the content of serving Hashem, to the Eitz Chayim Hi to the reason for which we were brought into this world in the first place. Like we see so many times in Tehillim, it's a whole different kind of tefillah than David HaMelech asking that Hashem should help him, you know, whatever, have, have uh, financial success or success over his enemies, which can also be seen as a spiritual tefillah, as Rabbi Nachman does in Tarish Chafei. But the Daven Tashem about, about serving Hashem. Ach Hashal Timeis Hashem. Says David, this is my only intention. Let me sit in the house of, of, of Hashem. Let me sit in the base Medrash. Let me sit in the shul. Let me see the whole world as being the base Hashem. Let me live with the consciousness that I'm surrounded by Hashem at all times. He says that I, I took a basket and I placed it in the window of the heavens. Rabbi Nachman has comments on that there. There's a whole different kind of tefillah. Says Rav Nassim is a radical thing. He says this tefillah is not secondary to Taira. It's not tuffle to the Taira. It's not something that's like uh, less valuable. Right? I'm just trying to think of the word like tuffel. Secondary, not primary. No, he says it's not secondary to Taira. Adarabba, on the contrary. What's the whole point of the Torah? What is the point of the Torah? To become more aware of Hashem. To serve Hashem better. That's why we learn. In order so that we should be able to know what to do. How to serve Hashem better. Says Rav this kind of tefillah is on par with the Torah. 
Because this is not a tefillah for just anything, even a tefillah for just anything for the purpose of serving Hashem. This tefillah is mamish, the pinnacle of serving Hashem in and of itself. Which is the ultimate completion of the Torah. Because, as Chazal tells us, The main thing is not the, is not the learning. Learning is so great because learning brings to the, to the doing. But the main thing is the doing. That's the ultimate purpose that Hashem made that we should be in this world. So that we with our physical brains and hearts should process the Torah. And ultimately it should come down into our Chaya Yom Yom. Into our day-to-day mundane human lives. In such a way that we can live with total awareness of Hashem all the time. That's why we have all the mitzvahs. That's why we have the Yom Tovim. That's why we have the segment of the week. That's why we have the Zmanim throughout the day. Because we're always aware if we're attuned to halacha and to mitzvahs, there's a, there's a God in the world. There's Hashem in the world. But the main thing is to do it. This is the highest kind of tefillah that there is. Yiras Hashem. Yiras Hashem is associated with tefillah. Yiras Hashem is, is related to malchus. Like we said, tefillah is associated with malchus. And this is the aspect of Eishah Schayel that becomes a teres bala. It's the, it's the highest level there is. Bezoisat, right? Keshu b'shvil yiras Hashem liskais liriyasi yisbarach hit his halal. That's the praiseworthy kind of tefillah. When it's Isha, which is Rosh Hashanah's Adni Safasai, or Eishas rather, is Rosh Hashanah's Adni Safasai Tiftach, which is a, 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 a reference to tefillah. Isha Yiras Hashem, when it's a tefillah about Yiras Hashem, says Ramnasin, heat his halal. That's the praiseworthy kind of tefillah. This kind of tefillah, he says, is equal to the Torah. And even, is even greater than Liman Torah. Because why do we learn? To fulfill the Torah. Like we said, Because the main thing is not the learning, the main thing is the practice. The practicing it. And this is what we're doing when we daven. Total awareness of Hashem. Total yearning for Hashem. Total expression of the fact that our only desire is to be able to give back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what tefillah is. What tefillah can be. Very elevated thing. This is what Espoidus is for. Of course, Espoidus can also be used to talk to Hashem in our own words about the needs that we have. That's also a, a big part of it. Talk through your day. Tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu where it hurts. Tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu what you're going through and what you're struggling with and how difficult it is in, in just life. Like you would to your best friend. But again and again and again, Rabbi Nachman tells us in a number of places, in Tarech Hay and Tinyana, in the second volume, the 25th lesson, the main thing is to daven about the main thing, which is karveni elecha. Hashem, bring me close to you. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is, is still part of the, de- the delusion. It's still part of the distraction. I'm not a body that needs things. I'm a soul. I'm a soul that's tethered with, to this body. And I'll, I'll daven for those things too. And I, and I need those things. And I can't ignore the fact that I have needs and that I'm a human being and that there are realities in this, in this world that might be frustrating, difficult, challenging. I'll deal with that. But let me not become so entrenched in that quote-unquote reality that I lose touch with the true reality, which is one moment of Yishavadas, of total conscious awareness of Hashem, without even trying to get anywhere, just enjoying that moment of awareness. That that's the purpose of all the noise. That's why we were brought to this world. That's the purpose of all the learning of the Torah. That's the purpose of all the different uh, 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 factual aspects of reality that we're surrounded by the natural order of the world why is there an order of the world just for this just for this for the for the hope that a person can cultivate this kind of of awareness says Ramnasan imagine what kind of tefillah this is how elevated this is you can't imagine what an elevated tefillah 
And this is this person's kavanah. I want to be able to fear you, to be aware of you, to be in awe of you, to be overwhelmed by your presence all the time and to fulfill your Torah and to commit myself to doing what I can, to working on myself, to, to, to moving from level to level. He says this kind of prayer, it's, it's, it's one with the Torah. Because both of them are literally at the same level relating to the neshama and relating to engaging in this necessary step to allow the neshama to give Hashem what it came to this world to receive so that it can ultimately give. So that it can ultimately give back. And he says, he, he says this tefillah is even higher than that. Which becomes a teres bala. It's the crown. Bala is a reference to the Torah. Without getting into that now. But this kind of tefillah is a teres bala. It's mamish, the highest. It's the reishis of chachma. It transcends knowing the right thing. It's just being the right way. Not knowing the right thing to do. This is the ultimate tachlis of the Torah and the mitzvahs, is to bring a person to the state of tefillah, to this state of consciousness. That's the aspect of this isha yira sashem, a reference to this kind of tefillah. This is the highest thing there is. It's even higher than the chachma of Shia Torah, which is the Torah. This kind of tefillah is the primary uh, preservative, but it's even more than that. It's the, it's the foundation for the Torah. Why do we learn, like we said, in order to do? So how do you do? Because you're davening to Hashem, Hashem, help me to do. Help me to do. It's the foundation of, of Torah. So it's more essential in a certain way than, than Torah is. It's the foundation which, which the Torah is, is built on. It's the foundation and it's the objective. It's the, it's the goal. Because the main thing is not, it's not the midrash, it's not the learning. The main thing is the doing. And in a moment when we're engaged in this kind of tefillah, it's a whole different category. It is literally the fulfillment of the purpose for which we were brought into this world. Says Rabbi Nassim, this is the kind of tefillah that Rabbi Nachman is referring to here when he says that tefillah is gevoya ma'ayid ma'ayid. It's so great that it's even greater. What are the practical aspects of this? I'm not getting into now. I don't know. You know, what, 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 what is the pragmatic um, practicality, to know that this tefillah is higher than the Torah? So that means if a person has an hour, should they spend, you know, 45 minutes davening in this way and then 50 minutes learning? Every person needs to assess their own life and consult with their with their mashpia with their maraderech. Um, I don't know. I'm nobody's maraderech. You know, I have my mar, my my maraderech for me. You know, but we're trying to just learn the the words of the tzaddik together. This is what the tzaddik is telling us. There's a there's a there's a tefillah that's gevoyemeyatayra to to know what the potentiality of davening is. What what is the potential for tefillah? Is tefillah just what's printed in the sitter? And even there, what's our focus in saying those tefillahs? But is there a higher kind of tefillah? Says Rabbi Nassim and Rabbi Nachman, let's strive for that. Let's strive for the bulk of our tefillah to be focused in Shemana Esrei. When we're davening these tefillahs of, of, of Rufa'inu and so on, let's, let's daven them with the right intention. But then let's utilize the capacity for personal prayer. His us. To be a moment shared with a Kodesh Baruch Hu in the most essential panim b'panim way that really doesn't even pass through any of the externalities, doesn't pass through any of the context, just as the content alone, soul to source, without the body even being a part of the picture, soul to source. It's the most direct, and it's the essence of tefillah, and more than that, it's the essence of why we're in this world. It's the essence of our humanity. And that's a very high thing. That's a high thing. So going back to the beginning, once we understand just what this tefillah is and how fundamental it is to, to, to like existentially, to, the, to, the, to why we are in this world, so then we have to come into it with humility, 
We have to come into it without big expectations, not to become discouraged when it doesn't go exactly the way that we thought about it. Simplicity. Simplicity, word after word after word in tefillah, in espodidus, just word after word without forcing anything to happen, without needing anything to happen, just being so privileged that we are among the tiny percentage of human beings that are aware why it is that we are alive and are putting into practice what we know theoretically about what it means to live a meaningful life. Not in some moment in the future with some foggy idea about like where we could theoretically get if only this would work out and only that and, and always looking into the future. Just the present, just the moment. What a privilege, right? What a privilege to daven in such a way. What is chus to shift our expectation and to just feel humbled and grateful that uh, all the channels are clear and soul is connecting to source. Tselem Elohim with the Elohim of which it is at Selim. what a privilege. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here for today. Um, but just this this piece from Akut Yalachis is useful because it. It, it, it like maps things out. It makes it easier, okay? You understand, what category of tefillah is this? What category of tefillah is that? And now I'm interested in, in just taking a, you know, a, a rocket ship uh, you know, to, to, the, to the higher kind of tefillah. And that, that should be the bulk of our focus. The main thing is the main thing. The main thing is the tachlis, is the purpose for which we're in this world. To keep that in mind, daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu about it. Yes, we have bodies, we have physical needs, we have you know, the, the, those practical necessities for living. It's true. But let's also use our capacity for speech to connect to Hashem and to beg Him, bring me close to you. That's the highest type of tefillah there is. Okay, thank you all for joining me today. I hope everybody enjoys their day off, both here uh, and in the States, and in Eretz Yisrael, Ashrechem. You're not missing out on anything. <laughs> okay, sending tons of blessing, bracha to everybody. Hashem should help that we should put this into practice. Daven mamish, like mentioned, with a good kavana, when we're davening for physical needs, but really with an elevated kavana of davening for the right thing, is to get close to Hashem. That's the ultimate, ultimate purpose. Okay, thank you all for joining. Have an amazing, amazing day. Cult of Ashrenu. All the best.